Frank? Here. How's it going? All right. Good. Frank, we got, we got a special guest on with us tonight. I see him there. <laughs> How we doing, Tank? Ah, doing pretty good. Let me see the pictures you have in back of you. Uh. <laughs> oh, yeah, you'd appreciate this wall here. This is the Mets wall. I see. It looks like Gooden. Is that David Wright? Uh, got that's uh, Fonzie and Straw. Those are the three Mets right there. And then we got the Latvian, to, the Latvian flag. Because I was trying to figure out by their bodies, uh, because I can't really make out their numbers or anything. And the picture is good in. Yep, yep, you got that. Yeah, I could tell by his uh, windup. And the, the left-hander, I couldn't tell if it was Strawberry or Hernandez. Yep, but you, got the, you, knew it was, you know it was one of the 80 guy, 80s guys. Yeah, I could tell the racing stripe. Yep. Great yep. eye, Frank. Serious. Without the glasses on. This fucking guy here. He's Kaiser Sozaing us this whole time. <laughs> well, I only use the glasses to see the uh, TV. Oh, gotcha. TV it's glasses. Only distance. <laughs> it's only for distance. Gotcha. I, I got to get into those myself soon, I think. Um, all right, Frank. You, you ready to like rock and roll right away? Yes, I am. Good for absolutely nothing. Say it again. War. <clears throat> ah, good guy. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. RBIs is most important. Slugging percentage and OPS. Wins and losses and ERA. But don't come around with that wins over replacement because I say war. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Yeah! Here we go. We're on to episode nine of Allow Me to Be Frank. We're recording this on Monday night, November 20th. My name is Brendan Tuma. As always, Frank Fleming is here. And Frank, we got ourselves we got ourselves a special guest tonight. Clem is with us. It's the big fella show. I love yes, it. Yes, it is. The Twin Towers, the Clem and Flem show. Everyone's been asking for this since Frank joined. Frank came out of the sky into our lives. We thank that the Lord every day for New Jersey Transit fucking making him a viral sensation. I, I could imagine it's the best thing that ever I happened. I could imagine somewhere in Atlanta today. Atlanta Rapid Transit, the absolute works. They blocked my shot. They blocked my shot. I just, I just think everyone on that bus got a perfect view of the the Georgia Dome collapsing. <laughs> They've although, seen the Georgia, although the Georgia Dome actually collapsed last uh, February. <laughs> uh, we started this podcast, uh, me, Sawyer, Frank, about a couple months ago. And right away, one of our first thoughts was we got to get Clem on. And we reached out to you, Clem. And, you know, the timing kind of worked out to do this on the week of Thanksgiving. And we got we got some great questions for, for about some Thanksgiving food for you guys coming up. A couple of gentlemen who like to, you know, sit down and have a good meal. Seems like the perfect time to uh, get us together. I'm thrilled to be here. Truly thrilled to be on the other line with a legend. <laughs> it's uh, it's one of the best work weeks of the year because, you know, we got just two and a half days for most people. Um, we're also coming off a great NFL Sunday. And uh, what do you know, Clem? Your Giants were in the middle of it all with the big win yesterday. 
you know, everyone was counting them out. It was just a, you know, 10 points is a joke of a spread. It should be, you know, 30, a hundred, whatever they came out, hurt themselves in the long run in terms of a draft pick positioning, maybe, but, uh, it was, it was nice, you know, Andy Reed off a of bye too. I'm, I'm telling you, I think the wind might've had something to do with it. The wind was howling at the Meadowlands as it always is. No one ever talks about that. When Eli's numbers come up, I, I realize all the haters, but yeah, they put it together. Ben McAdoo trying to fight off Frank from firing him from his job for another week. He's doing whatever he can to stay off the hot seat right now. Well, all that game yesterday was, uh, that uh, pushed Kansas City one game closer to the Patrick Mahomes era. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Alex Smith. Alex Smith's arm is not made for the Meadowlands. I think we can all agree on that one. Hey, Clem, here's a question for you. A trivia question for you. Patrick Mahomes, you know his father is, right? Yeah. Yeah, I went to a few games where he pitched. What famous game did he win with the Mets? Uh, did he win the grand single game? No. It was a what regular was it? season game. It was a regular season game? Yes. I feel like I, I couldn't have been there. I don't know. What was it? The game in where Bobby Valentine wore the fake mustache. Wow. That is that is a tank trivia question. See, <laughs> this I'm clearly not ready to be on the same airwaves <laughs> as the tank because that is a hell of a trivia question. A hell of a <laughs> trivia question. He went like 9-0 and that regular season. Pat Mahomes was a goddamn stud. Like that, that was one of those guys that um, when he left the team, I was like, like it was like Chad Bradford and um, you know, Dennis cook, Turk Wendell, like certain guys you just fall in love with. And, and Mahomes was like one of those first guys for me in the, those, those late nineties teams. I love Pat Mahomes. I mean, he wasn't, didn't have a great career, but that was probably his best season of his whole life was that 99 season. Yeah, there was just a little bit of magic in that that old bar, old ballpark in Flushing for the Mahomes. And there were rumors the Giants were trying to trade up for him, and it never really came to fruition. But I was more than happy to give give the Mahomes another uh, turn with my with my fan base, with my heart, if you may. Uh, Frank, what do we make of the Giants winning that game? I think Eli bought himself three more years with that win. <laughs> well, I don't think Eli was in, is in that much danger. I think I think most Giant fans and the Giants understand what the issue is that the offensive line is atrocious. That Jerry Reese did a terrible job drafting, and that uh, Ben McAdoo is motion off to the eyebrows. Clem will probably know this better than me, but I'm pretty sure the first play of the game was that your guy Eric Flowers, Frank, lining up at wide receiver. I think it might have been. I, <laughs> I uh, Eric, Eric. Well, he can't he can't block anybody, so let's see if he can uh, go out there and make a, <laughs> a catch. That picture is like. You know, you know, the old record scratch. You may be wondering how I got myself like that. That was the giant season in a nutshell. When Eric Flowers, the first play of the game is lining up wide. You're like, how in the goddamn hell did we get to this part of the season? And I mean, Shane Marine's throwing a pick. Travis Kelsey's throwing a pick. It was a goddamn circus yesterday at the Meadowlands. I'm not sure I'd act like I'm proud or happy of what happened there, but it was that a goddamn. Was an ugly, that was an ugly football game yesterday. Alex Smith looked terrible. Uh, yep. the, the wind had the wind really. The, I think I think I think it, I think the final score of that game was the Giants won the game, but the real winner of that game was the wind. Yep, yep. And the loser of the game were the fans that watched the. Can you imagine being a Kansas City fan coming in from God knows where to watch your team play and then see them lose in that goddamn wind? As all the Giants fans were just drunk screaming at you the whole time. Must have been a goddamn nightmare. <laughs> Uh, a wild, wild game. And then Frank, what do we think? What do we think about your team, the Dolphins? Uh, they weren't as fortunate as the Giants this week. They lost. 
Entering this week, the Dolphins were ranked 32nd out of 32 teams in DVOA. Jay Cutler, you suck. (laughs) Let's get rid of you. Let's get rid of you. I say, Jay Cutler, you suck. (laughs) Jay Cutler, you suck. You don't care. Yes, you don't. I I mean, literally, I, I, I think... I think if you go from the scale of one to ten, the, the uh, give a fuck meter, I think Jay Cutler registers a one, if that. The old Jay Cutler don't care. That's that's where Jay Cutler's at this season for sure. It, to Frank, it, it, it's he, tough, he, man. He retired. He's still retired. Please, please. You know, I'm not saying Matt Moore is Dan Marino. I'm not saying Matt Moore is a good quarterback. But at least he's got a pulse and cares. I want Matt Moore to start every game the rest of the way. That's what all. That's that's all I'm asking. I, I want to see effort in my quarterback. I, I want to see someone who's got something in his chest and not. Yep. Ten million dollars, ka-ching! Ten million dollars, ka-ching! Frank, the good news is you got you got a winnable game uh, this upcoming Sunday. Oh wait, no, you don't. You play the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite Frank soundbite. Is just the, the sad the sigh. Drip, yeah, the sigh into depression. I have. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I do have one of those saved on my phone for any time I need in the blog. So, uh. <laughs> you know, because me and Frank, we are brothers with the Mets. I'm, you know, Giants. He's the Dolphins. Which you know, give their own little batch of misery here and there. Uh, but it, it's just great. I just, I, I love hearing that tank. And again, Tank, you're a, you're a Nets fan, right? Yes. Nets and Knicks. I mean, that's 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 cousins right there in misery too. So we're in this together. So I I, I always need a little the bit Knicks of Knicks actually look like they have a pulse this year. Yeah, it's it's funny what happens when you you fire Phil Jackson into the sun and like you actually know, Phil Jackson. Twenty first century. They said that if Phil Jackson wasn't fired, he would have traded Porzingis. He really was committed to trading Porzingis. <laughs> he he's the one who says Porzingis's three pointers were empty points. It was like cheating. I'm like, what are you talking? Like, is Steph Curry cheating when he hits threes too? Like, when that's when you know the guy is just. He would so have bad. he would have probably traded Porzingis for like uh for like some like uh, uh Victor uh, Zambrano. Like, that's who he would have traded him for, Victor <laughs> fucking Zambrano. <laughs> and, and, and it would be to see him do the triangle on there. You know, uh, you know that Geico commercial, the guy that's like playing the triangle. <laughs> yep. Phil Jackson is following that guy on the road this this, uh, this season. <laughs> Everywhere he goes, he's going with that guy with the triangle. That's his favorite musician. I'll tell you, it's not JD in the straight shot. That's definitely not them. <laughs> they said that uh, Phil Frank, Jackson what- fall asleep during like meetings with players. Hundred percent, hundred percent. He does. The guy and the guy's taking the bus. He's taking the subway. He's like a millionaire. Phil is not all there. I think we can all come to that that conclusion. Well, you know what the problem is? He's he does he does he's done too much peyote. <laughs> <laughs> he's having acid flat. I mean, the guy lived in New York during the seventies. He was a fucking like you know he was a member of those Knicks teams. He was hanging out with Clyde. Like if you hang out with Clyde, your brain has some some you know worn out you spots on. You ever see pictures of him since the 70s? He was a hippie. Oh, yeah. Big time hippie. Big time. You know, he just strained out when he had Michael Jordan. He could coach, you know, Kobe Bryant and just give all his nonsensical Buddhist, Zen, whatever let, the let, fuck let's, you want Let's be honest. Shit. He's won all these championships on teams where you could put Bobo the chimp on the sideline and win a championship. <laughs> Every 
I mean, there none of those championships you could actually attribute to Phil Jackson's coaching. Michael, Michael Jordan was going to win eventually. It was just that he needed Scottie Pippen to mature. And when Phil Jackson got there, Scottie Pippen matured. And he finally had that second guy. Uh, keeping with these great 1 o'clock games, we had, at what point are we just going to go all in at the Saints and be believers? Eighth, eighth win in a row, overtime victory, 34-31 over the Redskins. Well, I, I think they got lucky this week, actually, though, to tell you the truth. Lucky? Got... Drew Brees going 11 for 11 in the fourth quarter was lucky? You, uh, you, well, you don't get a 50, you don't uh, make a 15-point rally in the final three minutes without a little luck. And the Redskins, they had a chance to, t- to uh, answer, and then they got that uh, strange grounding call against them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, was, that was weird. Uh, it was for the Redskins not being able to answer. That's where the luck comes from. I mean, they were down 15 for a reason. The Redskins were just chewing apart their defense. All of a sudden, they go three and out between those two uh, touchdowns. I mean, if they get it, it, it the Redskins could have won this game just by getting a couple first downs. Yeah, they really should have. Losing Chris Thompson, too, was brutal for the Redskins. That dude's, a, that dude's a stud. Like, that guy's one of those guys that jumps off the screen when he has the ball in his hands, and to lose him, mm-hmm. what was it, like the second quarter or the third quarter when Cousins went down the same play? Like, you know, it's going to be interesting terrible. to see how they respond Thursday night. It's going to be interesting yeah, to see how they respond Thursday night. Yeah, they're playing the Giants, right? Yeah, That's the Giants. The Giants, the Giants if, if they play like they did on uh, Sunday, even without the win, I think they could, I think they could beat the Redskins. Mm-hmm. You know, if everyone on the goddamn receiving core didn't get hurt in that Chargers game, the Giants could be three and zero against the AFC West, and we might have been able to make <laughs> the AFC playoffs. All things considered, the way the <laughs> AFC is looking right now. But instead, every y'all, Dell got hurt, Marshall got hurt, Char- Shepard got hurt, and here we are, just stranded. But I, I love the, you know, everyone like I remember everyone ripping the Saints for the Kamara pick in the in the off season. Like, why would you trade up? And now everyone loves the guy. Everyone's sucking his dick out. The fantasy players love him. Lights. It's hot. Lights. Kamara action. <laughs> yep. Yep. Ingram's a beast. I mean, I like, I do like this saints team as someone that doesn't really like the saints. I don't know. They always, they kind of bully the giants when they would always play them. They'd run up the score. I felt Sean Payne had like an ax to grind against Coughlin. I always hated them, but I have to say, like, I, I do appreciate this team. It's a little more defense running the, running the ball more. Uh, Drew Brees was obviously clutching that comeback but ingram's a monster too like that guy's just just killing it right now i, I think one of the keys is they, they don't need breeze as often but he can still do it when they do need him like yesterday and also yeah kamara's i think now the favorite in vegas for rookie of the year yeah mm-hmm. he's he's the favorite wow Lattimore's good too yeah, man they got a, they got a good class they got a good class Lattimore mm-hmm. is, a, is a is a solid corner man. yeah kamara is making uh strides at rookie of the year if you ask me I I'm at the point now where every injury, like I I saw the Saints had a couple injuries yesterday. Every injury that doesn't happen to the Eagles is that makes the Eagles that much closer to going to the Super Bowl, and it scares the crap out of me as a Giants fan. This is the last thing I need. The entire Seahawks are hurt. The Saints got a little nicked up yesterday. Uh, the Vikings I think are all right. The Rams I just saw that uh, Woods is going to be out for a few weeks. I'm scared as a Giants fan. I'm shook right now. I don't know, Frank. Is your like biggest like I guess rival or most hated team, the Patriots, or do you have another team that you yes, hate? It more is. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you've yes, just, you've just been taking a licking the last, you know, decade plus, but myself, like I, years. I just need the Eagles never to win even one. I can't even have their fans make the Super Bowl Cause they're already obnoxious. I already can't. You know what's sad is I used to the team. I used to really hate 
was the Bills, and now 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 you almost feel sorry for the Bills. Oh, that <laughs> I, I mean, yesterday that was like that was like Elaine. Literally, it was like literally like when Elaine ran uh, the Peterman catalog. That's what it was like with Nathan Peterman on the field. He, if he never plays another snap, if Nathan Peterman never plays another snap, he will go down in history as the worst quarterback in NFL history. I, I hate to be that guy, but I just want to say I played against the Chargers defense in fantasy yesterday and I <laughs> lost by exactly 0.1 points. And I hate Nate Peterman with all of my goddamn heart. If I had to kill one person this today, it would probably be Nathan Peterman, if we're being honest, which is saying something. I'm watching the Knicks right now and they're not terrible. So James Dolan, you're number two. Nathan Peterman, number one with a fucking ball. I mean, how did that? What was he thinking putting that guy in there? He must think Tyrod Taylor is the biggest. Tyrod Taylor must be the worst practice player of all time. Like my dad said, Dave Brown must have been the greatest practice player of all time because the Giants kept starting him. And Tyrod Taylor must be so bad at practice that they don't know what the fuck to do. That there's uh, no excuse for that. That that was that had to be. I mean, five interceptions in the first half. I mean, you can't. You, it could not. He could not possibly do worse. He had six completions and then five interceptions. I mean, that's wild, wild stuff. I know he had at least one pick six. Did he have more than one pick six? He had one pick six, and then they returned a fumble later, but I think he was already out of the game at that point. I mean, it was it was it was painful. It was like 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 um, stop, stop, he's already dead. <laughs> painful. I like Tyrod too. Like, I don't think he's a great quarterback, but he's like average. He he, he does the thing is what he he had Peter made more interceptions in the first quarter or half than Tyrados all year. <laughs> that's that's why. I, I mean, in the Buffalo Bills, they haven't made the. Just think about this. All of America was not affected by Y2K. Everyone ended up being okay. The world ended up going on, except the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills were the only organization, the only entity that was destroyed by the Y2K virus because the last time they played in a playoff game was a couple of days after the year after Y2K in the the miracle at the, uh, the, the the Music City Miracle, and they haven't played in a playoff game since then. Every team, including the Cleveland Browns, have played a playoff game since the Buffalo Bills have been in the playoffs. I'm talking every team. I'm talking every NBA team. I'm talking every NHL team. I'm talking every team in Major League Baseball has played in the playoffs since the Buffalo Bills' last playoff game. That's what you get for benching Doug Flutie. I I hated that move at the time. I mean, I didn't have, like, Twitter or yes. anything. Else. But yeah, I... That was I that will move. never forgive them for that. You don't, you don't bench a guy like, Doug, like the short guy. That's like the little underdog everyone's rooting for. You do not bench Doug Flutie. You do not bench Tim Tebow. Like you do not fuck with the football gods. There's karma and they are suffering for that. And you know what? I Wade Phillips blocked me on Twitter. Cause one time I said, I didn't even add him. And I was just like, Wade Phillips bench Doug Flutie. And that's the reason why there's the, like, I just, the worst decision I've ever seen in my life. And I'm now blocked by son of bum. That's something right there. <laughs> <laughs> you know who blocked me on last year, don't you? <laughs> who could block the tank? Jose Reyes. Oh no! Oh no! I got blocked by Jose Reyes. <laughs> I I I feel like if you showed him, if you like, you know, big time. Did you know I am Jose? You could get the unblock. 
We should try to get Frank unblocked. Jose, come on, unblock Frank. It was, what did you say? Actually, you know what? Let me preface it. Frank, what did you say? I want to make sure I'm not <laughs> Jose. And then I read what you said and yeah, it's like. The dumbest baseball player in the history of baseball. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That might be, th- maybe how about, will you delete the tweet if he unblocks you? I don't know if I can even find it. It was all the way back in April or May. You know what? Based on like the, I mean, every single night for like a week there, it was like another base running and fielding error in the same inning from him. So I can't even ask you to unblock. I, I don't think you should undelete that or delete it. So I, I take mean, it yeah, back. That, that, that's when it happened. It was like, what do you drop? He dropped that ball into the infield when he was like, when he got, uh, when he was uh, like standing on second base, looking at the, uh, at the, the, uh, the players throwing the ball around. He got picked off second base. Well, you know what, Frank, if you want Jose, like if you, every time he tweets, I'll follow him and then I'll screenshot the tweet and send it to you. If you ever want me to do that, I'll do it for you, Frank. That's the kind of guy. Sure. I am. Go ahead. <laughs> Come on, let's talk about those Eagles that are giving you nightmares. Even if they don't end up get, winning one this year, it just got to make you a little sick in the stomach uh, with Carson Wentz becoming maybe the next great quarterback in this league. It's a nightmare. Like I had to watch the whole pre like the um, beginning of the game yesterday and they're showing Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott highlights and you know, all these numbers they have through their first 20, whatever games. And I'm just like, shit, this is the NFC East future. Like Kirk cousins will be making $80 million a season somewhere next year. But those two are going to be in my life. And Dak, I'm not worried about Dak like I was a couple weeks ago because it's funny that when you don't have one of the best running backs in football with, more importantly, one of the best left tackles and lines in football blocking for you, you don't look as good. But Carson Wentz is looking like a goddamn monster. Doug Peterson, everyone was clowning on him. The offense looks good. Every running back every running back they put in last night had like a 75-yard run. I didn't know what was going on. Everyone looked great. I was terrified. I'm not feeling good right now, guys. Not great. Not great. Dude, just, just think about this when it comes to uh... – Carson Wentz. The reason why he's in Philadelphia is Mr. Cleveland Browns. So, no, thank you. We don't need this pick. We're going to trade down and we're going to draft people who are probably not going to be in the NFL in two or three years. The surest <laughs> sign for if your quarterback will become a star is if the Cleveland Browns had that pick and traded it. It's like Carson Wentz is going to be like the starter for the NFC. And then uh, Deshaun Watson is going to be the starter for the AFC for like the next 15 years. And the Browns traded out of both those spots directly to the teams that drafted them too. It wasn't even like any real trade craziness happened. Like both those quarterbacks are there and they passed on both of them. It's crazy. Uh, and the and thing- what's, what's, what's funny about the Browns is they draft every player they draft ends up being a bust. Yeah, it's crazy. I I I don't even know the. I have to look back to see the picks they got, and you know, obviously there's some next year. But you know, like, I I picture the Cleveland Browns. I picture two. I picture two versions of the song. It's like that that old song, "Runaway Train Never Coming Back," one way off a runway track. Instead of showing the home the uh, the runaway kids, the missing kids, showing the the Browns draft picks that were ended up being bust, or the Browns quarterbacks that started and and failed. It's like Johnny Manziel. You get the yeah, Tim. You get a stat, didn't you? You know the stat about the, the Brown Stadium, right? First Energy Stadium. No, what is it? The all-time winningest quarterback at First Energy uh, Stadium. Yeah, I know that. Is Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger, who grew, <laughs> who went to college in Ohio. He grew up in Ohio too, right? Yes. And, and the Browns, the Browns said, "No, we're not going to pick you." And who? You remember who they took? They took old Soldier Boy himself, Kellen Winslow Jr. I'm a soldier. <laughs> yeah, there was another bust. Yep. So it's like they went with the tight end 
instead of going with the quarterback that, you know, I think he even wanted to play with the Browns too. Yes. And then what was that sound? What was that stat? They haven't won a game on Sunday in like 710 days or something crazy like that. Yeah. The, the, uh, the all time they have, they've lost 27 straight games on a Sunday or one win last year came on a Saturday on uh, Christmas Eve. I can't even like this season, admittedly as a Giants fan, it's a, it's a terrible season. It doesn't happen that often. It's happened a few times in the last two decades. I couldn't imagine going through this every single year. And even at least the Giants win on Sundays. Like I couldn't imagine just not winning on a Sunday for the entire Sunday. Fun day has such a nice ring to it. Sunday's fun day doesn't exist. If your team never wins a game on Sunday, never, Uh, uh, you know, yesterday they had their chances. Against the Jaguars, but it led. But Deshaun Kaiser fumbled twice in the final two minutes. How do you do that? And then the way that they—that was an all-time cover. If you, if you had the Browns yesterday and you saw you lost that cover because they not only did they fumble, but then that guy like was going to recover it for a safety, and then he fumbled, and then they 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 recovered in the end zone for a touchdown, and ended up they ended up covering. I think it was like a ten-point spread or whatever it was. I had the Jags, so I was thrilled, but. Uh, rest in peace to whoever had that. Cause you probably didn't survive the night. Uh, the last premier game we had, uh, today to go over was the Vikings beating down the first place Rams 24 seven, Frank, the Rams came out, they scored right away. First possession. We've been giving Sean McVay a lot of love. Uh, but eventually the Vikings, the Vikings were able to take them down in the battle of last year's Rams quarterbacks, Jared Goff and Case Keenum. You know what I think what that was, I think that was one of those games where the home team is going to win. I think that's what that was. I think the I think uh, it was a, a rough start, a rough road game for the Rams. They had to go into Minnesota, and people forget that the Vikings have a very good defense. And uh, what it was was the defenses held firm, and then finally uh, the uh, Vikings took advantage of the tired Rams in the fourth quarter and won the game. They just wore them down. That was a, a simple. If that game's in L.A., I think the Rams win. As I say, it's incredible what losing Jeff Fisher can do for an organization. <laughs> Yeah, those two are the sons of Fisher right there. Did you see that picture of them talking after the game? Yeah, yeah. That was, Jeff, he can't hurt us anymore. No more Jeff Fisher. He can't hurt us. Who might Did be going to UCLA? Jeff Fisher? <laughs> Did you get a rumor about Jeff Fisher? Oh, you just mentioned it. Yeah, rumors he might be going to UCLA. I mean, what are they doing out there in UCLA, Frank? I don't get it anymore. I mean, just because he's there, it's like they don't have to pay for like moving fees. I don't understand why you, how you could have Jeff. Are you just aiming for the 500 season? Is that what you're looking for? <laughs> well, Jim Moore Jr. didn't exactly light up the lamp, and he had and he had a great quarterback in Josh Rosen, and they, they're like, uh, you know, the, the Bruins. This year, I think they're I think they're winless away from uh, the Rose Bowl this year. I'm if if you're Josh Rosen and you see your choice is either Jeff Fisher or potentially the Browns drafting number one, it's like the Larry David gift. Where you're like, eh, which one do I go with? You heard about Sam Darnold, right? Did he say if he's staying or going? He's saying if the Browns get the number one pick, he might say. That's rough. <laughs> that's like I didn't pay a Manning say that about the Jets. He stayed yes, when the Jets there, and that's when they got Keyshawn. That's rough to lose out on paying Manning and get Keyshawn Johnson. That is a that's you're you're probably very happy about that though as a as a Dolphins fan. Well, it wasn't Keyshawn Johnson. It was the next year when uh, they traded down. Uh, okay. Because is that was his uh, sophomore year? It was ninety six, ninety seven. He stayed for the, actually that was his junior years. He stayed for and then the uh, he stayed the ninety seven season and he came out for the ninety eight draft. Up, oh, yep, ninety eight. Ryan Leaf. Uh, 
All right, guys, we got some Thanksgiving questions uh, from the fans lined up for you tonight. But just to kick it off, uh, where does Thanksgiving rank as a holiday for you guys? Uh, either first or second. It's close to Christmas. Clem? Tank, I've seen that tablecloth. You're rocking a Thanksgiving tablecloth every day of the fucking year. Don't you give me first or second. How is it not first if you have the turkey on the table every day of the year? Well, I just like that tablecloth. What can I say? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I do too. So I'm not even going to front. That's fine. That's a fair, fair response. Uh, For me, it's, 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 it's number two. It's a strong number two, but it's number two Christmas. I mean, Christmas is, it's not even fair. Like comparing Christmas to any day, even your birthday, Christmas <laughs> is so God. Um, and then you keep mine. I also have turkey. I traditionally have always had turkey on Christmas too. Oh, so you're rocking it no matter what you're getting turkey in it. So yeah. taking the, the only thing that's missing is basically maybe football unless things break right, which I don't think they really even do. So, all right. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, Christmas is, is by far number one. I think Turkey's number two. It's Thanksgiving's number two, right? Right, Tank? Is there anything that's close to two for you? No. No. Okay. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. <laughs> uh, we'll get into these. Our first question is from Evan Milsk, at Evan Milsk. Uh, what, do, what do we do for breakfast on the day of Thanksgiving? Nothing? Light meal? Full breakfast? While I'm, uh, making, my, while I'm making my stuffing and uh, stuffing the turkey and getting the turkey ready to go in the oven, I usually make these uh, orange Danish rolls from Pillsbury. Is that a little tradition at the Casa de Tank? Yes. Light snack. I've never heard of them before. Uh, We will, we vary. Sometimes we'll go with like a nice egg breakfast. Sometimes we'll, we'll go extremely light. Uh, This year, I feel like I'm going to go a little heavier though. We're going to do a full egg breakfast there. Eggs, bacon, the whole nine, a little bit of English muffin. We go English muffins at at the, like, that's when you know it's nice is when we're breaking out like a full double sleeve of the English muffins for the whole family. Pops, Mama Dukes, grandparents, the whole thing. Everyone's coming out. So uh, we, 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 we have to be, I'm sure we'll get more into this as it goes on. You have to be cognizant not to overstuff yourself. That's a rookie mistake. And we've all been there, but we can't do it often. Yeah, that's why I think the orange Danish are the perfect touch. Mm-hmm. They come they're uh, like we, they come into the, uh, the Pillsbury section there. You know the canisters, you pop it open and you got the little dough inside the can. See, that's what I want to ask you about, Frank. The only problem I have with those, do you get scared when they pop? I don't like when they pop automatically. It scares me a little. No, I in fact there's times I've had to cut them damn things open. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I, I, my nerves are a little frayed, so I, I guess you're just a tougher guy than me, but that's not surprising. Frank, you answered this one on Twitter, but I want to hear you elaborate a bit. This is from Nick at this guy NR. And it was how many jars of Heinz gravy will be consumed this weekend? Well, let's just put it this way. Uh, last week, ShopRite had a sale where if you buy six, they're a dollar each. <laughs> so, and it was limited to uh, four offers. So right now I've got about, uh, 20 jars of uh, varying Heinz gravies in my uh, pantry and uh, it's the sales continuing this week. So I'm going to buy some more I got. So uh, on Thanksgiving, I'll probably go through three jars of uh, turkey gravy. I'm having my uncle over. So I'm probably going to go through three jars on Thanksgiving. I put them in the, uh, in the, uh, the Pyrex glass. So instead of just heating up in a jar, I put like a couple of jars in the Pyrex glass. And then when I have the leftovers, I'll pop open another jar and I'll, Pop open another jar when I have leftovers on Friday, and I'll pop open another jar when I have leftovers on S- Sunday and Saturday. So we're looking at basically one jar meal, 
We're going with yes. yes. <laughs> That's our average. And two and two for the prime meal. Two for the grand for the the the, the big one. With all the trimmings, as our boy yeah. the Pope says. Oh god damn it, Frank. I love you. I love I love that you're hitting your shop right maximums because that's when you know a guy who truly like you're a veteran to the game, you get your six, but you're coming back next week. You're gonna get some more. Maybe yeah, have some coupons like also up. have the and even though I'm not gonna make stovetop stuffing for Thanksgiving, I make my own stuffing. They also had the stuffings on sale. So I got a whole bunch of boxes of stovetop stuffing. It's it's like it's all the way up to the ceiling now. I gotta like get a step ladder to, to get to the top of this the boxes of stovetop stuffing I have lined in I, my patch tree. I picture like the scene from Blow when they have so much money they just have to put it in other rooms. I just figured that with just stovetop stuffing just around your apartment right now. Stuffing and gravy. Stuffing and gravy. I mean, so and I have to ask this. What kind of stuffing are we dealing with at, you know, what kind of homemade stuffing? Or is it just a regular stuffing? A little, we're getting some sausage well, in there. What I do bread. is I, I, I use two different types of bread. Okay. Oh, we have it there. Visual. Yes. I like it. Uh, <laughs> I put some celery, onion, uh, an apple, a little an apple there. And then I put some spices in there. I got, I throw some eggs in there. I throw a little bit of uh, the chicken stock and... Uh, to like make it like stick together, so it's like, like when you it balls up nicely, and you just mix it up. And what I do is uh, I throw several spices like accent, salt, pepper, uh, lemon pepper, garlic, but, and then uh, sage and things like that. And what I do is, when I'm putting it in turkey, I cut a little piece of uh, butter off, and I put in each ball of stuffing a piece of butter when I stuck it in the uh, turkey cavity. For each bowl of stuffing I get, I put a little cut of <coughs> butter. So every time you put stuffing in there, there's butter in there. <laughs> there's butter everywhere. I just love it. It's more butter than stuffing at that point. It's, <laughs> that is the tank difference right there. There it so is. So just to imagine all this butter inside the turkey, inside the stuffing. So it's 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 marinating all this great butter. And it's and and the only butter you should use on Thanksgiving is Land Lakes butter, the king of all the butters. <laughs> no, no disagreement here. No disagreement. At the random task wants to know what time do apps start versus dinner? Uh, there's no really apps. I mean, the app, I guess, would be that one, the orange Danish. But uh, no, there's no real. It's it's it's, it's uh, sometime during that first line game, I'll serve up. Uh, I'll serve up the dinner because my uncle has to uh, get at na- get in and out quickly because he works at Macy's. So. He'll uh, he'll have his he'll come over he'll have his food I'll uh, take him back over to his uh, little apartment there uh, then I'll take my turkey nap I'll have uh, my my second turkey meal later and I'll have my uh, pumpkin pie later. See this 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 question kind of kind of hits a little close to home. About three years ago we 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 so dinners are usually around two thirty. We had appetizers around noon. And I made pigs in a blanket and I overindulged. And then because of that, the Turkey, I went light on the meal and the, like you, you don't, you don't forget a day like that when you had like (laughs) not even a full plate and you waited all year for that, you know, like again, second best holiday of the year. And it's something like, I can't even get mad at myself because if you put pigs in a blanket in front of me, I'm going to eat them. There's just no way. Are you a big pig in a blanket guy? Frank, are you yeah, but pigs in a blanket to me is more something like the yeah, those uh, those yeah, and I know what you're talking about the little cocktail weenies. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's something that's more like uh, good for the Super Bowl. 
Okay, you're more of a. I'll I I I'll have them anytime at any point. Mostly Thanksgiving is the start of it. Goes through the Christmas holiday, New Year's. Yeah, well, if you, have, huge and if you have a Christmas party, if you have a Christmas party, that's good for a Christmas party too. Because they're classy not, as fuck. Yeah, but but it's not good for it's not good for uh, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, <laughs> you need yeah, you need to save space for that turkey. You need and, some and besides, Danish rolls. <laughs> and besides which, when it, when when you look at what I'm having with the turkey, I'm having I'm gonna put out some black olives. I'm gonna put out the cranberry sauce. I may as I've already mentioned my own stuffing. I make my own mashed potatoes. Uh, cream corn, and then of course, I have the uh, the dish of candied yams, which is uh, which is the uh, the, the, the yams you cut them up, you put some butter, brown sugar, and cinnamon, nutmeg, sage, and uh, you mix it up, you then you throw the marshmallows on top of it. That's uh, Vernon Davis's favorite yams, sweet potato yams, <laughs> <laughs> Frank. I I have to admit. I did not realize you cooked a full fucking Thanksgiving meal. That is, how long does this take you from from start to finish? That is a chore, my friend. It takes me a couple hours. Uh, a couple hours? Like a Thanksgiving meal is like six hours minimum. What kind of a, how are you making this turkey in only six, in only well, a couple it, hours? Turkey cooks a couple hours. I'm just talking about putting all the other foods together. Oh, I the mean, other sides? Okay. Yeah. I mean, they, while the turkey's cooking, it's cooking, and then you have to base it every half hour, but that's about it. Are you, and this is the other question I had, are you following recipes strictly? Or are you just kind of going like at this point you have enough experience? You're just kind of eyeing little, I have a little bit of a recipe, but yeah, it's pretty much an eyeball. Yep, yep. You're, it's like uh, Tom Brady. Like he kind of knows what he's going and in, going into the game. He doesn't need every little thing. Okay, I respect that. I respect that. And this year it's, it's you and your uncle usually is the. Yes, okay. yes. Okay, cool. My parents live all the way out in Idaho, or as my father likes to call it. Hell, <laughs> I, I went. I don't know if I'm going out there this year for Christmas. My father got pissed off last Christmas. It felt like I was in the shining house. It felt like any minute my father was gonna go and bust into a door. Here's Gary. <laughs> Gary Fleming. Yes, <laughs> Flem dog. And, oh. and what it is is, it was like I was out there uh, for ten days last year. It snowed nine days. We had a t- we had one day on Christmas Eve. It snowed uh, two and a half feet of snow, and with the day it didn't snow, the temperature uh, was t- the high temperature that day was ten below zero. Gee, hell, 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 frozen over. Fuck that shit. And I thought he hates Idaho so much. Is your dad a big sports guy like you? A little bit. He doesn't like hockey. He doesn't like basketball. He likes uh, baseball and football only. Does he like write in a cyclopedia? Like he's like sports encyclopedia and you're a sports encyclopedia. <laughs> no, he in fact he thinks computers are evil. He does touch computer. <laughs> it, it, he, he, his last five years of teaching were like a, a, a chore for him because he had to go to the school and touch a computer. And he says he did the day he retires, he'll never touch another computer. He thinks that uh, computers are, are uh, monitoring him and uh, are uh, brainwashing you and know. Uh, Wipe your you wipe your mind and are are going to take over the world. Does your dad have a doomsday bunker? Be honest. That's why you moved to Idaho first place. <laughs> <laughs> knew it. I knew it. But he hates it so much he doesn't care anymore. <laughs> Just take me <laughs> off this world. <laughs> he says with his luck, he'll be able to sell the house, and the day he moves, the caldera will explode. <laughs> Kevin Murray at I Try to Educate wants to know if you guys have a favorite Thanksgiving football game of all time. 
I mean, oh, so just individual game? I mean, has to be the Leon Lett game, right? It should sound easier the times of trouble. And you won a game. Let it be, Leon. Let it be. When the football gets blocked and you think you've won the game. Leon, let it be. Let it be. Let it be. (laughs) I mean, I... That was like from heaven to hell. That was like, God damn it! What? What happened? What? You got no chance. What? What? It's like, we won! (laughs) And you know what sucks about that season is the Dolphins had so many injuries that season. So many injuries that season. They were 9-2, and and then they lost the last five games after that that, uh, Thanksgiving miracle. Yeah, I went to, they had a game against the Giants where Steve DeBerg started and got beat the hell up. Where his chin was like cut open and he's like bleeding all the way all the way down his jersey. He's like his chin pads completely soaked in blood. And it was just like they 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 went to four quarterbacks that year. That's the year that Dan Reno tore his Achilles. Ooh. Here's another trivia question for you. That year, on November 14th, Don Shula won his 325th game to surpass George Hallis as the all-time winning as coach. Uh, Scott Mitchell started the game but got hurt. So they had to call out for a third-string quarterback making his first NFL pass to win the game in Philadelphia. Who was that quarterback that came on the field and won the game? 95? 93. 93. 93. Oh, my God. I have no idea. Who was it? I have no idea. Current coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, Doug Peterson. Oh wow, wow! Thank. <laughs> I, I, as I said, Leon let too. I forgot that it was a Dolphin. I just love it because it was snowing in Texas too. I forget that it was the actual Dolphins that got. Because the butt fumble is a, what I think the newer generation would say that was this moment's Leon let was the butt fumble. Yeah, but to me, to me, my all-time favorite Thanksgiving game would be. As sick as it sounds, and I again, I hate the Cowboys for some reason. I love the hell out of that stupid giant Salvation Army kettle. I just love see. Maybe it's because I'm like, I have like the food going through me. I'm eating stuffing. I look at TV and I see the kettle. But I just love that stupid fucking kettle there. Uh, Ezekiel like going in into it, not as much. Uh, but I love it. I mean, the thing is, I, the only thing I don't like about Thanksgiving now, the fantasies around is like Thanksgiving's now like an angst filled day for anyone like me who takes fantasy way too seriously. And for gamblers out there too, I'm sure there are many Thanksgivings ruined every single Thursday. Just think about this one. How about, how about this one? That was almost 20 years ago. All right. Sealers call it in the air. Heads (laughs) or tails. We call heads. It's heads. Lions get the ball. Damn, that was almost 20 years ago, huh? Shit. That was that was back in John Madden's heyday, right? Yeah, just think about this. The uh, referee in that game had two straight games where he called the coin toss wrong, and then he called the uh, the fourth down play, Jets against Seahawks, where Vinny Testaverde put his wrong hand over the end zone, and he called it a touchdown. <laughs> and then the next year, they brought back instant replay. Phil Luckett is the man most responsible for bringing back into the play. That's great. That's tank. You are a fucking just wealth of knowledge. I mean, I already the same knew that. Referee. <laughs> and think about this. Think about this one. 2000. 
two years later was the 2000 election. Al Gore, George Bush. Phil Lockett was going to be in Al Gore's cabinet. Really? And he wanted it. And you know what? Al Gore wanted a replay of the actual election. It all fucking t- <laughs> Frank, turn around. Do you have like one of those matrix things in the back of your head? Are you like plugged into the encyclopedia right now as you're, as you're telling me all this shit? <laughs> Coming full circle here with the Thanksgiving meal at Macho Uno 79 wants to know what's the Thanksgiving dessert of choice. Clem, we'll start with you. See, I can already tell this is going to be a problem here because you know what? I don't like pumpkin pie. I don't like any pumpkin spice stuff. I think pumpkin is unnatural that it's being eaten. It's disgusting. I hate all things pumpkin. I will eat whipped cream off the top of the pumpkin pie. However, I will leave the pumpkin pie untouched. Uh, I'll just go with any kind of um, any kind of a cake. I'm a cake guy. So give me I will usually get like a nice little gold cake from my people over at Stu Leonard's. Frank, have you ever been to Stu Leonard's? Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, Frank, we're going to have a nice little, we're going to go to Stu Leonard's. We'll go to Yonkers. That's the one closest to you. There's actually one going in, I believe, I don't know if it's Nanuet or Paramus, maybe. So maybe we'll go we'll have a nice little thing. We'll have a nice little time there. But uh, Stu Leonard's gold cake is mine. Well, obviously, I'm different. I love the pumpkin pie. I love the pumpkin pie on Thanksgiving. It's not Thanksgiving without pumpkin pie. I mean, even uh, Woodstock and uh, Snoopy had pumpkin pie. Do you go a la mode with the whipped cream? Uh, well, the uh, well, oh, I have the uh, <laughs> with the uh, the, yeah, yeah, I have the wet whip. I have the can. You, you make that noise. You little, put a nice whip. Little extra for yourself there. Little in the mouth. Oh, no, of course. Yeah, yes. You you can't just wipe it clean. You have to like slurp it clean. <laughs> Frank's doing whippets on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Every game's fucking Leon Lett when Frank's doing whippets. He's uh, he's on cloud nine for all Thanksgiving. I love it. I love it. Do you know? But do you do you will you throw ice cream on there too, or is it just whipped cream on that pumpkin pie? Just that, just the ready whip. The, okay. Uh, the, the can. And my other I question actually, I, is, I actually can't eat ice cream, so ice cream makes me sick. So uh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Now, what about cranberry sauce? I I just had to ask this one. Cranberry sauce. Are you going out of the can? Or are you going something fresh? You making yourself? What are we no, doing you here? need to, it, the, the only cranberry sauce there is is the one that's shaped like a jar, like a can. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Poor, that's, it's the poorest person shit out there, but it just works. I, I have no problem with that. Uh, yeah, that's that's what that's what we got for questions. Uh, I don't know if you guys have any more closing Thanksgiving thoughts, but you know, if not, Clem, we just want to you know really thank you for coming on with us tonight. No, uh, it was an honor. I look forward to. See, this is the first year that I will be getting Frank's Thanksgiving meal tweeted to me. <laughs> so, oh. uh, I'm I'm excited to see. I don't know how you're going to fit it all in the picture based on, like, are we going multiple pictures? Or are we going just one overview? I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do. Yeah. Wait, this is, like, this is the food picture of them all, really, when you think about it. This is what we've been waiting all year for. We get every meal every other day of the year. And now this is the big one coming. We'll see how I can fit it in there. We'll see how I can fit it in there. I swear to God, if there's fucking hot dogs and French fries on the table, Frank, if you fucking just throw a curveball at me, I don't even know. My head's going to explode. So I'm dying to see it. Uh, No, I got the turkey. I got the turkey ready. The turkey's turkey's in the fridge. It's defrosting. I got the – if you spend $400 at ShopRite, you get it for free. So I got my free turkey. (laughs) 
<laughs> Frank, how much do you love the can can sale? You love the can can sale, don't you? <laughs> you now, love... Shoprite's got the can can. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm. Yes, I buy a lot of. I get. I, I go to can can sale all the time. <laughs> oh man, I love it. Again, truly an honor. Truly an honor to be on this show. I look forward to coming back one day. Hopefully, we... I, I mean, I mean, what what's better than Shoprite can can sale? <laughs> There's nothing. There's nothing better than this other than maybe an entire full of an entire closet full of gravy and stovetop stuffing. That's the only thing that I can consider even close to as good as the can can sale. I mean, they they, they sell everything there. You got to, you get you could buy like a, a year's worth of uh, ve- the vegetables in the can there. You get all you get you know, all the you get all that stuff, and then you get like uh, they'll have the sodas on sale. One week they'll have Coke on sale, so you buy all your Sprite, and the next week they'll have all the Pepsi's on sale, so you buy all your different Pepsi's. Yeah, Papa Clem, huge soda can soda can guy. Like he goes to Shoprite just for the soda, like four for ten dollars, like twelve packs. He just loads up. But he's a Coke Zero guy. You go with the unleaded. You go with the hard shit. You go straight to the gut. Fucking Coke. You you, you don't go any diet. You're not a diet guy. You don't go Francesca style. No, the problem is that it gives me a headache. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Fair I enough. think I think that 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 like that sweetener gives me a headache. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I I can't wait to see the picture of it on Thanksgiving. I'm more excited. The the turkey's number one. The butter-filled stuffing is kind of what's going to drive this one home for me, though. So I'm looking forward to it, Frank. Just so you know, though, again, I'm not trying to freak you out here. But this is a big one. This picture is a big <laughs> one. So try to plan it out. Uh, you already have the tablecloth down. You've had that one down for months. So I'm, we're all really excited for it. So Yeah. yeah. Please. You don't have to, if you don't want to put a picture of it on there to like spoil it for the other people. But if you could just DM me the Danish rolls, I'd like at least to see what these orange Danish rolls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying to see them in action. Yeah, you get them right in the Pillsbury section. <laughs> Gotta check them out. Never ha- are they frosted? Yes, orange Danish, the orange frosting. Ooh. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, yeah, thanks again, Clem. This was incredible. The world needed this to happen, and uh, we're, we're going to be excited to release this one. <laughs> All right, fellas. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. Thanks a lot, Clem.